Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. And there we have it. <laughs> I'm going to miss the whole, uh... <laughs> are you into combat sports? <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, much better. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. It's much better. Yeah. All right. We're off to a great start. Chevy, tell people what we got coming up. <laughs> All right. December 10th, uh, obviously change of main event with uh, the Yuri Prohaska injury. So uh, new main event for UFC 282, the light heavyweight belt because oh, Prohaska yeah. vacated. So props to him. But anyway, UFC 282, Blokovic versus Ankalaev. Interesting matchup. We'll get to that next week, but we'll push on. Yeah. December 17th, UFC Fight Night, Cannoneer versus Strickland. Another great matchup in the middleweight division. And then at the end of the year, we're working on a 2022 best of the year video for you guys. Best of events, best fights, yeah. Um, and just to, I guess we'll just say, hats off to a couple people here. Ankalaya for uh, you know, vacating the belt. That's yeah. But also like Glover too, who didn't get pushed into a fight, who is the former champion, lost it in a super close battle. I was about to get that rematch. And Glover, he will get his rematch for the title. And so I, I don't know, it's one of the things I just respect about Glover. Like he's gonna do business his way. Yeah, when you're this close to the end of your career, you have to make sure you make the right moves. And he didn't want to fight Ankalaev, who is a completely different fight without taking the proper time. So he didn't accept the fight. So yeah, respect to both of those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, you want to talk about a little bit of PFL? You, you got to watch the event. I did not. So maybe you just tell us some of your highlights. Yeah, yeah. We'll just cruise through uh, a few of the PFL. It was a First of all, well, in my opinion, well worth the $50. It was an excellent card. Lots of great fights. So we'll just cruise through them, though. A couple noticeable ones. Uh, Jeremy Stevens, he lost again. He he won a split decision in June, but besides that, he hasn't won since 2018. So yeah. he, he can't have too many fights left, I don't think. Shaman Marais versus Marlon Marais. Marlon looked fantastic right up until the point where he got KO'd. It was a bad KO, too. Uh, his chin just can't take shots anymore. He's probably pretty close close to being done too i would say i know he was looking good but that's uh you know like seven losses in a row if you count that bullshit win he had over jose aldo oh sure yeah uh and a great fight which uh is exactly how i thought this fight was gonna go uh razor rob wilkinson 
Got a KO over Omari Akhmedov. Razorov was super dominant. He usually gets it done in the first or second round. Uh, but I can't believe the chin on Omari. He took a real ass whooping basically for two rounds. He really got saved by the bell in that second round. And then he had such a bad cut. I believe it was from a knee and the doctor stopped it. It was right over his eye and it was bleeding down right into his eye. So doctor stoppage in round two. Doctor stop. Yeah. And we'll move on uh, to Delano Taylor versus Sabado Sai. This fight was just as boring as I feared that it would be. I don't quite understand why they they should have put this fight before the Rob Wilkinson fight because they had to know that this was going to be you know a technical fight and it's it's hard to follow someone like Rob Wilkinson who you know is going to have an exciting fight with a technical fight like this. Um, you know, normally I can appreciate a technical fight, but this one was all the more painful after watching the previous one. So Stevie Ray versus oh. Olivier Aubon Mercier for the light heavyweight. Yeah, we didn't get the shitty, the shitty striking match that I feared that we would get from two grapplers. It was, uh, it was probably KO the night. I would, I would assume from yeah. uh, OAM. It, it was great. I was happy to see him win, especially after you know he didn't quite get the shine that he should have gotten from the UFC. I, I believe because of his style, he, you know, right. when he fought in the UFC, he was very wrestling heavy, not the most exciting style. But, you know, obviously he has great skills on the feet. He showcased it in this fight, got a brutal, brutal knockout, uh, felt bad for Stevie Ray. He had no idea what happened when he got up. Um, but, you know, respect to o- OAM. Glad to see he won a championship, got a check, you know. Yeah. Doesn't feel like he's wasting his time in PFL. Uh, oh, no. And Curtis Blades actually um, posted on his Instagram a picture of this sad guy straight struggling and it basically read something on UFC fighters looking at fighters that got cut and now in the PFL making a million dollars and in the comments he's like it hurts especially when you go around Christmas time now <laughs> yeah yeah we'll move on next fight Julia Budd versus Aspen Ladd yeah you um, called it good I job yeah, yeah. So- sorry SO but I was right um, yes you were this is not a great fight yes uh, Aspen got the win that I expected but I-, I wouldn't have called it a robbery if Bud had gotten the win mm-hmm. it was just not a very good fight neither girl really did too much damage to the other one no super significant shots got landed no significant grappling really uh it's pretty close fight good for her to get the win again though and get back on track though yeah for sure uh, and against a very tough opponent as well yeah. so been around a block yeah ante delaya versus matthias scheffel that was the heavyweight title fight i guess ante just has matthias's number as the second time he's knocked him out I-, I believe they were both in this year wow i mean it's heavyweight so i, I think that's one of those things where either guy could get touched and they go to sleep but I guess Ante's got his number, at least for this year, so con- congrats to him. Uh, then move on to my favorite fight of the night. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Brennan Lochnane versus Bubba Jenkins. Brennan got that round four TKO. It was a great fight, though. Very close fight. It, the fight went exactly how I said it was going to happen, except I thought that Brennan was going to get it done around earlier. So great fight. Great game plan, for sure, with the leg kicks on Bubba. That really hampered his striking, especially, and his takedown offense. But respect him for pushing through that dead leg that he had you know in round one basically and uh all the respect and uh congratulations to brennan glad that he got the belt bringing the belt to manchester home to manchester got that million dollar check i'd like to see him in the ufc soon but if he wants to keep going for those million dollar checks and keeping that belt i wouldn't 
I wouldn't hate it either. Absolutely. And then we'll move on to another fight I called. Oh, man, this one. This one, exactly how I for sure thought it was going to happen. No, <laughs> not, not at all. No, I did say that Larissa was going to win over Kayla. I, I said it would be a knockout. I was mostly joking, but I did I did say that I thought maybe it was time for Kayla to lose. It's funny in the promo because, you know, obviously they show the, the main event promo throughout the pay-per-view. And in every promo, she's calling herself the queen of MMA. And it was very cringe. And it's always a very telling, uh, right. telling headspace. I, I feel like when you get to that level and you're so cocky, uh, that's when you get stunned a la, you know, Rhonda or Amanda, right. you know, and, and that's what happened here. She just got outworked basically, which, you know, I wouldn't say that Larissa was technically the better fighter. She just did enough to win. And so respect to her for sure. She did definitely win. I would have gave her the win. I would imagine Kayla comes back from this and she's even more dangerous than she was before, you know, with a renewed vigor and determination. And she's very scary. So God bless the next woman that has to step in the cage with her. I'd like to see one of these women maybe go to Bellator at 145 and fight Cyborg. Though There's a big money fight to be made down the road. Maybe PFL. Bellator something out. Right. They and they have been known to or they've been talks about it. So I think let's see it happen for sure. I don't think Kayla's, you know, star wanes at all. I still think she is the face of the PFL. And you know, this is MMA, so anything can happen. I, I don't think this loss really sets her back that much. You know, just all. if anything, like I said, it uh re-energizes her, refocuses her, and she's even more dangerous. All right, let's get to some news items. Yeah. All right. So I'm just gonna go through a couple things. Not a great news week i guess but let's talk about nate diaz officially a free agent now what do you think yeah. is next for him man i've been uh, posting up youtube videos of this trying to get ask people that too like you know jake paul wants to fight him box him i think that that's the money fight next for jake paul like i really do what weight class they fight at i don't know but i think that that's gonna happen probably 190 because jake will probably try to get nate to blue like jake's not gonna come down he doesn't want to cut to nate's actual weight right sure. yeah I think Nate will take the fight. Uh, I think it's a bad matchup for Nate because I think Jake's shown that he can actually box now. But I, I really hope for Nate to win just because Nate's one of those guys. I don't know. He he gets he's got his fans that are super annoying. <laughs> we talked about this. That like, but like as a whole, like there's just something to me that like, you know, it, do they overrate him? Yes. But there is something about his durability where I just like this guy that he comes mm-hmm. out and he just tries. His fights are, are very exciting for sure. Yeah. So I'd love to see him just knock out Jake Paul. It would be a fun moment if that happened. I don't I don't see that happening. And honestly, at this point in their career, like what what does Nate do after this if he gets the win? Like what happened? There's not a lot going on after that. As opposed no. to Jake, who can, you know, man, I hate being the Jake Paul apologist on this show, but I feel like I have to I have to give the other side of the argument kind yeah, of thing, right. you know. So I I just I think that I think Jake wins. Yeah, yeah, I think he wins and I think it's better for boxing if he does win because mm-hmm. he can right. go on to do many more things than Nate Diaz is going to do at this point in his career so yeah. I, I think that that's probably what happens I, I think you're right I think it's I, a I, tough I, ask to see to see Nate get finished though and cardio is definitely on Nate's side but I, I 
just I just don't see how he gets it done, really, unless he overwhelms. If we see the Nate Diaz of old and he overwhelms Jake, it's possible. But I don't think at this point in his career, he's beating Jake Paul. Everything you said is accurate. And I agree with you. And you're right. And for the good of boxing, yes, it's better. I'm just saying personally. As a purist, yes. I'm not even that anti-Jake anymore. But it's just something about these two. When I look at their personalities and Nate can be annoying, but there's something about these two. Like it's the lesser of two evils for me. There's something where like Nate fights Jake. I'm like, I feel like Nate's this awkward kid who's trying to fit in. And, you know, maybe you see through the bullshit, but Jake is like that fucking prep school bully mm. going there who has all, everything handed to him who doesn't have to be this way mm. and it's like i like okay i kind of want to see that fucking he's kid the, struggling he's yeah. the bad guy in an 80s ski ski yeah. movie yeah right. he's wearing a, a fucking turtleneck and telling people that he's gonna ski him for them and, and they that, that, that awkward kid who's getting tutored by some like beautiful girl who's like there's something about him i love him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, and i got to fight jake now i'm all, all for right. it all right, we'll, we'll move on. So we'll move from Jake to Connor. So Artem Lobov, you know, the GOAT, is uh, is suing is suing Conor McGregor for a piece of proper 12. And now he's yeah. suing him for defamation of character as well. Yeah, and Connor said we should fight it out. Okay, Connor. <laughs> yeah, challenge him to a fight at like 1030 at night. Yeah. That's the Roy Rage talk. This is ridiculous. Oh, man, I'm so like, what a mighty have fallen. I was a Connor guy way back in the day, but <laughs> man, I, I don't really know. Like, I don't get me wrong. I'm sure if he fights again at UFC, it'll be big business for somebody, and I hope somebody does well. But unless this guy is, like, going to turn his life around, like, I'm kind of done. Like, I don't really shit up guy anymore. So, uh, good luck, Artem. I hope you get paid. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets paid, too. I- I'm with you, though. I'm I'm ready. I'm waiting for the time that Connor finally retires and goes away and hangs out on his yacht, and we yeah. we just know he's not coming back, and we don't have to hear about him every other day or whatever. So, Collect if, that prop- if he well, fights, that's- I I, I want to watch it for sure. You know, he build he's the best at building a fight. You know, his fights are exciting, but it's just too much outside of the fight for sure. Yeah, get a promotion. Yeah. Promote the fight. Stay out of fucking trouble. And, you know, you love this fight game. Go invest back into it then. Right. And he would be good at something like that, too. So, uh. yeah. all right, move on. OSP now has his third different opponent for UFC 282. First, <laughs> he started out with Gustafson. Then he had Felipe Linz and now Antonio Tricoli. Can't catch a break. Uh, yeah. Good luck. Hard to run a training camp for three different guys, huh? Uh, I think that was your final news story, right? Because actually, I ordered one. To... I, have, I have one more. Oh, good. All right. Well, let's see what else you got here. So Okay. So just, just the fact that one championship is having their last oh, yep. Amazon card of the year on December 2nd. So Amazon Prime, and it'll be the light heavyweight title fight between undefeated Rainer DeRitter and Anatoly Maklian. It's some Russian name. I can't pronounce it, but both undefeated guys. I didn't know anyone else on the card. I'm not a huge uh, follower of one if it's not Mighty Mouse, so uh, but I'll still watch it because it's on, it's on Amazon Prime, which I have, and it's yeah. on Friday, so it's not conflicting with any other fights. Uh, I just wanted to add to it this week. Patty Pimlet won me over a couple times a week. Uh, one, his dog took a shit on somebody's yard, and Patty actually went up to the guy's like house little camera. Ring like, camera. Yeah, and just uh, like, hey, but I don't have anything to about And they're like, are you Patty Pimlet? <laughs> the guy knew he was. He's like, yeah. And they're like, don't worry about it. It's cool. We'll clean it up. This is just that guy like that. 
Patty's like super like just I, I'm starting to realize that Patty is he's kind of that flamboyant guy, but he's pretty genuine, I think. Like yeah, he's a real person. Yeah. He's not and, a persona. Like that that's really who he is. Yeah, it's an interesting character and like it's he's an interesting person. And then like he had an altercation kind of obviously social media wise with Jake Paul too, where he was basically given his honest thought where he thought Jake's actually a good boxer. He said, But his fights I feel are rigged. And he commented on it. And Jake responded with, Hey, I'll fly you out, million dollars. You know, we'll spar. Patty was immediately go like, okay, I'll accept, but we'll do it at the uh, performance center because there. He has a fight, right? And he says, bring the million dollars. <laughs> he's like, yeah. And he's like, he didn't even care. And I just like, I obviously Jake's not going to take him up on that. Jake's not going to do well, this. Shit. How do you think that sparring match goes? And strictly box. I don't. I don't like Patty's shot against that. I don't like any. There's. I'm not going to say. Is so so much bigger than Patty too. Yeah, that's another thing. He's so much bigger than Patty. Patty's willing Patty to get balls. hit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he will have been in a fight just yeah. before that, so he'll already right. be beat up. But that, that won't happen anyway. But respect no. him for immediately accepting, though. Not even, not even give, give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's get into this UFC card because it's a juicy one. I don't know what you put notes on, but I, I put I some notes all. on a lot of prelims because yeah, like, that's why I did it. But I I have in front of me, so please talk about prelims. I'm sure I can give you a little something on this. All right, let's start off with Tracy Cortez. I'm sorry. This is the UFC Fight Night Wonder Boy versus Kevin Holland also. So it's going to be a late one. 10 p.m. main card start time. You're welcome, West Coast. Oof. All right, so let's start with the prelims. Uh, not going to do all of them, just the ones that were super interesting to me. So Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Rebos. Yeah. Uh, you got records or anything for these guys? No. Off the yeah, I know. I'm springing it on you. That's fine. Yeah, no, um, I mean, Rebos is like I got right now for me. She's 11 and three mm -hmm. um she is coming off that loss to uh caitlin uh chikogian there Chikagian, yep Chikagian. Yeah, so uh um, she's only lost to the top girls in the ufc i mean yes so yeah. and cortez is 10 and one so undefeated yeah. in the ufc i believe yeah eight decisions so she's not really a finisher um so that's an interesting fight undefeated UFC yeah sounds like it's an opportunity for Tracy Cortez right I actually think this is great matchmaking this is a big step up in competition for her for sure because Amanda Rivas is no slouch like I said before she's only lost to the top girls I think we're gonna get a war in this fight and I would give the slightest edge to Amanda Rivas but I am a fan of Tracy Cortez so I'm hoping that she gets it done all right you got you got a uh any favorite on that one no I'll, i i'm gonna go with tracy cortez i think there's something about this fight matchmaking that tells me this is going to be her night but we'll see All right, move on. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah so we'll move on to darren the damage elkins versus jonathan pierce yeah elkins 27 and 10 elkins has been around forever he's a legend <laughs> jonathan pierce on the other hand here is 13 and four, but he's on a four fight win streak right now. So he's been consistently winning more fights. Elkins has been a little up and down lately. He's got nine knockouts. I don't know. I feel like Elkins is starting to actually not try to be pun here, but wear the damage a little bit more. And uh, I think that's going to be a difference here. Uh, I'll say Pierce, he might even get to finish, but I'm, but Elkins has been so good at taking it's still a little it's hard for me just to say that, but I'll say Elkins, I'll say Pierce gets the win by decision. Right. We all know how tough Elkins is, but I think 
think this is meant to be a coming out party for Jonathan Pierce. He's been in the USC for a while, but he he's flown under the radar for sure. Um, he needs to stay alert and on guard to not get caught. I think he will. And I think he's actually going to finish Elkins. I'll say TKO in round. All right, let's move on. Michael Johnson versus Mark DeCasey. Yeah, Mark is, uh, I believe, 16 and 10. I'd have to go back and look, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnson is like 20 and 18. He's got that Mark Hunt record. So he's been like, yeah, it's all, he's been fighting everybody though. Like he was, Johnson to me was like one of those top guys that like, um, he just timing and, you know, he didn't win the major fights he probably needed to, but like, like he's way better than this. His career is way better than this record indicates. Absolutely. However, I don't think this is his time anymore. Uh, I still think he's a dangerous fighter, but I just don't think it's time. I think he's going to lose a decision here. Uh, yeah. So Johnson has the soft Salty record, but half of those losses are submissions, and I don't see Mark submitting him. Uh, he has shown that he is willing to wrestle, but he's definitely more of a kickboxer for sure. Right. Um, and I think if at this point, if they are going to stand up and strike, I think Johnson can catch him. But I- I'm going to go with Johnson by decision because I think that is probably more likely. I-, I bet that this is a pretty good fight, though. All right, move on to another great matchup. Clay Guida versus Scott Holtzman. All right, Holtzman is 14-5, and five, five knockouts, two submissions, seven decisions. Uh, Clay Guida, this guy's a legend. He's been around wrestling credentials all up and down. But he's 37-22. and 22, But he's the guy that's been winning, losing, winning losing he just lost his last fight um so by that logic maybe he's due for a win here <laughs> i I'll, I'll say guida by decision somehow he's gonna win this yeah Career goes on. yeah clay's always in exciting fights i think the reason he's so up and down is because he's willing to put himself in in danger for sure um oh, yeah. but i see him using his excellent cardio and grit to just grind out a decision on scott holtzman who is a great fighter this could go either way but i think clay gets it done all right we'll move on to angela hill versus emily Ducote. another one of those salty records angela hill 14 and 12 unfortunate unfortunate yes. though she got yes. hosed a bunch of times she got, she's got a lot of bad decisions that didn't go her way uh that being said though uh her opponent here uh emily she is is four or 12 and six and she's on a four fight winning streak um including uh two of those were uh, a ko head kick and a tko dr stoppage um i like emily here i don't know i think andrew hill might start to be slowing down a little too yeah I see this fight for sure making it to decision and because Angela seems to get hosed in half of the decision she goes to I guess I'm going to go with Emily yeah all right move on to the main event of or the featured bout of the prelims Nico Price versus Phil Rowe Phil Rowe nine and three five KOs four submissions so he doesn't uh like to win by going the distance Nico Price this guy we've seen him finish people from the bottom uh his last win was over Cowboy Brazilian cowboy Alex Oliveira. Um, I like Nico. I don't know. Nico, maybe this is my heart, but he's such a fun guy. He always comes out ready to bang. Uh, and it sounds like his opponent likes to go for the finish as well. So I think that's right up Nico's alley. I think Nico will get it done. I'll say it's a TKO round. Yeah, both guys are very well-rounded, but I'm definitely leaning towards Nico because he has fought the tougher opponent for sure. Right. Um, this one's a hard one to guess how it's going to end because both guys are so well-rounded, but I'll I'll go with Nico gets a TKO in round three. All right. All right, we'll move on to the main event. Start off with Eric Anders versus Kyle Dukakis, the younger Yo, Dukakis. Eric Anders, 14-7-1, eight KOs, one sub, five decisions. Kyle is 11-3-1, no KOs, nine subs, two decisions. Let's get back to that second right there. Nine subs. Mm-hmm. 
Eric Anders is not the kind of guy that I think is going to do exceptionally well on the ground. One sub. I say Kyle's going to take this to the ground and he's going to get a submission. Round two. Most of those submissions are outside of the UFC, for Mm -hmm. sure. But I agree with you. I think this is a terrible matchup for Anders. That definitely is the weak point. He's a very strong guy, but not technically sound when it comes to grappling. So I I think, you know, that's where Kyle is going to excel in the technical aspect of the grappling. Um, I'll, I'll say Anders has a puncher's chance of winning this one but i imagine kyle gets a submission in round one when they're dry he gets a hold of them gets on his back and chokes him out yeah i mean i kind of i almost hate always going around one submission but yeah i think you're probably right yeah so, so move on another excellent matchup jack hermansers versus roman dolides yeah dolides 11 and 1 six ko's three subs two decisions hermanson is 23 7 11 ko's six subs six decision hermanson that feels had a lot more uh again strength the competition tougher mm-hmm. competition um and because of that i like Hermanson. i think he's just been in there with some of the best and uh i'll say again i think we're gonna get another uh, submission here too um i'm not gonna say for sure like i don't feel like as confident but i think that is my guess i think we'll get a submission and i'm gonna say round two right i agree with you i think strength of schedule makes a big difference in this um Hermanson's definitely a bit more well-rounded than roman um so i think he's going to get Roman thinking about the takedown and he actually clips him on the feet and finishes mm-hmm. him uh, I'll say around 3 TKO. Mm-hmm. We move on to probably fight of the night uh, possible fight of the year contender Tai Tuovasa versus Sergei Pavlovich. Tai Tuovasa 14 and 4 13 KOs only one decision this guy ain't never subbed anybody in his life. Sergei <laughs> uh, he's 16 and 1 13 KOs 3 decisions. Sergei's only loss was his UFC debut against Alistair Overeem, a fight that he was probably not ready for at that time. I think he is a completely different fighter right now. I love me some tie to Avasa. I just have this feeling it's going to be Serge's night. Um, I, I, if it's not going to be Ty's night, he's probably not going to lose a decision. Uh, but I'll say it's a banger, and I say it's a round three TKO for Serge. Right. This is the prototypical heavyweight matchup two KO artist for sure. Um, I agree with everything you said, but I'm going to pick with my heart and say Ty's too tough. Uh-huh. He, he weathers getting stunned like he did in that gone fight, but he will actually clip Sergey when he's coming in. So I, I think that he baits Sergey in and then gets a, the KO himself in round two. Fingers right. crossed. I want to <laughs> see the shoey. Let's go. All right, move on to... Uh, Matthias Nick Nick Lau. Sorry, I'm not great with the Portuguese names, you know. And then uh, Matt Schnell. There's, right. a bi- there's a big betting discrepancy in this one for sure. Interesting. Well, Matthias is 18, 2, and 1. Four KOs, five subs, eight decision. Uh, that doesn't really add up to 17, though, Wikipedia. I just want you to know America's most trusted news source. Sorry, you're plot. on top of it. Producer I caught Joe it. can't yell at you about that one. No, I see it right now. Eight, five, and four makes 17, but they have them listed as 18, 2, and 1. So <laughs> uh, I know my math. <laughs> But uh, Snell, uh, Snell, he's another guy, though. A lot of tough competition here, right? Strength mm-hmm. of schedule. 19, 6, and 1. Two KOs, nine subs, four decisions, one disqualification victory. Um, I don't know. I I mean, looking at that record, you think Matthias. Well, I don't know. I kind of like Snell. <laughs> so I think Snell's going to get it done. And um, fuck it. Another sub. <laughs> Second round. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a bit disrespectful. They have him a plus 300 underdog. Uh, mm. I, I just don't understand where they're getting that from. Like, I, I get that Matthias is dangerous, but like you said, strength of schedule. Matt Snell is a dog, and uh, he'll bring the fight, and he's 
great everywhere. And I think that uh, there's a good chance he's offended by this uh, betting line as well. And I think he makes it a point to get the submission. And I'm also going to say round two. So let's go, yeah. Matt Schnell. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, I um, I would agree. I'm trying to think here, like uh, Matthias's uh, record here. He's uh, he's also, uh, here it is, 18 and 1. Like, I, yeah, like, I mean, he's got a win over... I'm looking at his schedule. Like Tim Elliott might be his biggest win, which you know right. I, I like Tim. Tim can Tim, beat Tim is up and down though. He's up yeah. and down. So you know. Uh I don't know. We'll see. There's some like Lewis Smokers on there, but that's a little earlier. I uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I'm yeah. It's I'm a good matchup. It. It's a good measuring yeah. stick for Matthias for sure. If he beats Matt Schnell, he's the real deal. So now this next fight you're about to talk about. Like you earlier you said the heavyweights might be fighting tonight. This might be fighting tonight too. <laughs> yeah, this very could well very well could be. Yeah. Brian Barberina versus RDA. All right. Right, let's get to it here. RDA 31 and 14, five KOs, 10 subs, 16 decision. Former lightweight champion of the world. This fight's at welterweight, but that's notable. Uh, Brian Ballerino, 18 and 0, 11 KOs, two subs, five decisions. Here's the fun one, though. He's coming off of wins over Matt Brown and Robbie Lawler. All right. Both these fights were wild. Uh, both these fights, I wanted his opponents to win, not because I don't like Ballerino, but Lawler and Brown are respective legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I also, I believe I picked Bob Arino both times and he showed. And so he's kind of getting in this spot, almost like a legend killer now, right? Like he's beating some of the legends. Don't think that's going to happen this time. And I'll tell you why. I think RDA, as much as like I really like Brown and Lawler, the difference with RDA, I feel, is he's a little more well-rounded. And I don't think he's going to play this. We're just going to knock each other around game. I think he's going to take him down at times. He's going to use leg kicks and he's going to use all his skills. And because of that, uh, I, I, Bob Arino has a hell of a puncher's chance in this, but I'm going to say RDA gets it done and I'm going to say another submission. <laughs> I'm going to say maybe round two. Yeah, I, I agree with the with your thoughts there. Why is the UFC making Barbarina the legend killer? Like you said, uh, first Matt Brown, then Robbie Lawler, and now RDA. Um, yeah. RDA is super well-rounded, though, compared to those other two, especially. I would argue he's he might be the most well-rounded fighter on the Ross um, at this point. So, uh, where we disagree is his outcome i do think brian is just a terminator um he i would argue he's probably stronger than rda maybe maybe able to stuff a takedown i think he's just gonna march forward rda is gonna have to take some shots brian's gonna be willing to take one to give one and in that scenario i'm picking barbarina over rda so i think barbarina actually gets a ko in round one i could see barbarina getting a ko that's my other thing but i rda is gonna have to play that game a little bit will he possibly i think the pressure i think the pressure is what's gonna make him like he won't have a you know we'll see we'll see see. he also has great cardio so it's gonna be i think too like you said if barbarino stuffs that takedown yeah that'll be a yeah that hinges on that for sure because if he gets taken down uh rda will tire him out for sure yeah and he'll lose a lot of that pop on the fun so we'll see great matchmaking though thank you ufc move on to the main event wonder boy steven wonder boy thompson versus kevin holland steven wonder boy thompson 16 6 and 1 7 ko's one sub eight decision the quote rick flair he recently said i will never retire that's not true but he did say he doesn't play on retiring he says i've only been knocked out one time in my whole career of combat sports also noted i believe you told me earlier he's coming out with jack black 
for this too? That's right, he is. Is he playing him to the like? I uh, believe he because he comes out to Tenacious yeah. D's Wonder Boy song. So I wonder if Jack Black will be playing the guitar still... on the way out. Like, he was talking get... about uh, you know, everyone wants to call Wonder Boy Wonder Man now because you know he's almost forty years old. So he was trying to get Jack Black to write him a new song, Wonder <laughs> Man song. That would be so great. Yeah, it would be so great. Um, yeah, they should do stuff like this more. Like, like one of the big things, like when I went to UFC one eighty nine, was that they had. Um, um, Conor McGregor coming out to Sinead O'Connor. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. And um, Aaron Lewis there from Stain did uh, Chad Mendes' song. And, you know, whether you like, you know, particular reformers or not, like just having these musical acts once in a while, like it gives a bigger fight feel. And I think that, like, the UFC sometimes they don't do enough. Like Bellator, like they have to, right? The UFC's just got the best fighters in the world. So, yep. but I think they rely on that too much. It'd be nice. Put a little special, a little sizzle once in a while with a steak, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me get to the records, but uh, just wanted to bring that out. 23, 8, and 1 for Kevin Holland. 13 KOs, 6 subs, 4 decisions. Holland thought about retiring, but before that, before he ran into Hazmat Shemaev, a fight that he was not even planning on going, it was really bad for him. He was looking better than ever, I thought. And um, I don't know. I like Kevin Holland at welterweight. I love me some Wonderboy Thompson. He's my sentimental favorite, but uh, I don't know. I got Holland here. I got Holland, and um, I don't know. Can he tap out Wonderboy? We'll see. I'll say Holland just gets a decision. I don't think Wonder Boy is the only time he's ever been finished was with that cage punch from Pettis, I believe. Yes, so right. if he chokes him out, you know, good on him. But uh, I know Wonder Boy is about to be 40, but I just can't pick against him. I assume this is going to be a striking match. I think this is what Kevin Holland wants, a striking match. Well, that's um, silly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how he is. He's a crazy person. So, yeah. uh, you know, Kevin's going to show him some unorthodox stuff for sure on the feet. Um, he may mix in a takedown attempt here or there, but Wonder Boy's takedown defense is phenomenal. So True. Uh, Kevin's no, you know, wrestling phenom to get him down. So I, I just think that Wonder Boy's going to keep him at distance and pick away at him with his kick. And uh, I think I don't see him KOing Holland, but I, I think he's Wonder Boy's going to get a decision, uh, decision victory for sure. Just for anyone staying up to watch this fight card starts at five, 10 o'clock at night. I hope we get a five round decision. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm going to change my pick. Actually, you got to talk me out of it. Uh, stylistically, I think you're talking a lot of sense here. Like, this is probably going to be a striking fight. And if it's a striking fight, then I got to go with Wonder Boy Thompson. I can't see this. And you know what? He's coming out with Jack Black. I hope so. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, we'll get into the schedule. So, December 10th, UFC 282, Blokovich versus Ankalaev. And we'll be bringing on December 17th, UFC Fight Night, Cannoneer versus Strickland. And then the end of the year, we're going to round out the year with a best of 2022 show for you guys. Awesome. All right, Chevy. Always a pleasure. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Look for us. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 